this morning, you want to you write down some things uh, that we talked about this past week. We're not going to be able to go through those again, but we took you all the way f- from this word remission of sins because our whole thing is to show you that if you believe in God, if you are still believing God for forgiveness of sins, you can forget it. Otherwise, you need to just receive it. You don't have to go back and say, well, I know God's going to forgive me for what I've done. Now, God has already forgiven you. He's already given you the forgiveness. All that is in Christ. Now, what you got to do now is walk in the spirit. You got to walk in, in love. That is our responsibility. All right. Now, we're going to show you why that is so important. That's Acts 26 and verse 18, uh, that they may receive forgiveness of sins. So I'm talking about receive forgiveness of sins. Now, my, my thing is, when you receive Christ, is what I'm going to show you. Show it to you three times. Let's go to Romans chapter 3. We're going to show it to you three times. When you receive Christ, Romans chapter 3 and verse number 25, you receive forgiveness of sins. See, when people are telling you that you've got to be water baptized to receive forgiveness of sin, you've got to repent, be baptized. They're they telling you in Acts chapter 2, verse 38. They're all the way back there in, in the beginning of that. Listen, if you read out of the, the gospel of Paul, you will see that forgiveness of sin is in Christ. Romans chapter 3 is on the screen. Romans chapter 3 and verse number 24 is the verse we want. Being justified freely by his grace. His grace is what God did for you on the cross 2,000 years ago. Through the redemption. Remember the word redemption has three words. It's, it's remission of sins. And the next word is what? Forgiveness. So you got to write those down so you will know when the Bible uses the word redemption. He's talking about forgiveness of sins. He says, being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that's in Christ Jesus, whom God has set forth to be a perpetuation through faith in his blood to declare his righteousness. God now declare his righteousness for the remission of sin. See, you don't have baptism for remission of sin. It's, for, it's Christ's righteousness. So we gave you that last week. Let me give you the other two. Remember, it's in Christ Jesus. Redemption in Christ Jesus. All right, let's go, let's go to uh, Ephesians 1 and 7. So you have to know what God gave you. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 7. God, redemption is in Christ Jesus. So when you receive Christ, everything that God wanted to give you, he put in Christ. So you don't have to walk around saying, oh, I need to get forgiven. I need to get forgiveness here. No, you need to receive Christ. You receive Christ, God gave you that. Okay, in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7, on the screen, in whom, talk about in Christ, we have, past tense, received, we have through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. We have that, through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the riches of his grace. See, when you go to a church, that church believes certain things. It doesn't matter what the Bible says. They believe what they are taught in their denomination. So that's why Paul taught 1 Corinthians chapter 12 all the way up to verse chapter 11 about the church. And then he went to chapter 12 teaching you the body of Christ. And that's what we tell you. You got to be in the body of Christ. If you're in the body of Christ, you have the Holy Spirit. If you have the Holy Spirit, you're in Christ and Christ in you and all things are yours. All right. Now, and once again, 
Ephesians 1 and 7, in whom we have redemption. Say it with me. We have yeah. redemption yeah. through Christ's blood. The forgiveness of sins. See, he's telling you what redemption is. It's the forgiveness of sin. So if you are still asking God to forgive you of your sin, then you don't realize you've already accepted, you've already accepted Christ. If you have, you have redemption, you have redemption. You have forgiveness of sin already through the blood of Christ. All right? Now, according to the rich of his great, let's show you one more. That's Colossians uh, chapter 1. And we want to look at verse number and once again, I'm not here to put down churches. I'm just going to let you know that if by any reason you're in a certain denomination of church, they're going to tell you you got to repent, be baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of sin. Now, that is not, that's just a certain denomination. That changed all the way from the time you had John the Baptist, what we gave you this morning, and then you, matter of fact, if I go back to, to, to Matthew 26, 26 is where we gave it to you this morning. And I'm going to read it off my note. Matthew chapter 26 and verse number 26 says, this is my body. Uh, matter of fact, can you put them on the screen for me? Matthew 26, 28. I'm sorry. Matthew 26, 28. For this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many, watch this, for the remission of sin. So when Jesus told his disciples, when they were sitting at the table, this is my blood, which is shed for many for remission of sin. Well, you know the bread, the bread and the water, the bread and the, the wine on the table is not the blood. But he gave that to them because they were supposed to do that until Jesus Christ returned. When 99% of church people, when I said church people, don't believe Jesus Christ has returned. All right. Now, I'm going to need uh, the people who work in the, in the back for me because I got some children coming in, babies. Okay. All right. Now, uh, let's show you the next one. Uh, we're going to move. We're gonna, we, gave, we gave you here Colossians uh, chapter 1 and verse number 13. Uh, we'll start verse 12. Giving thanks to the Father which has made us meet to be partake of the inheritance of the saints in light. Verse 13 says, who has delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated into the kingdom of God, their son. He's already done that. Verse 14 says, in whom, that's in Christ, we have redemption. Well, again, we got redemption, but it's through his blood. We got redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sin. So he's showing you, you have that in Christ. In, say, in Christ, in Christ, we have redemption. Through his, blood. through his blood. Right. So you got redemption through his blood. Now, if you already have this, then you have some other stuff you don't know about. All right. So what I want to do is I want to take you back before I get in my messages to show you something else you have. Look at uh, the gospel of St. Matthews. Uh, I gave you this. I'm going to keep giving it to you till you believe you got you got this already. Uh, Matthew chapter number eight. Matthew chapter number 8. See, when God said, bless Ephesians 1 and 3, blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places. What you got to think and say, now, okay, now what's spiritual? If it is, it's in Christ in heavenly places. Well, I just showed you redemption is already yours. Forgiveness is already yours. Also, 
healing is already yours. So watch this. Uh, the reason why I'm saying that is Christ, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John is, is telling you what Christ came and fulfilled. It's not just going through something. When Christ took all the sicknesses and the diseases from the people, he was fulfilling scripture just like he did with everything else. You go study the word fulfill, put an end to, you'll notice that. We'll show you one verse after this. That's going to be the gospel of St. Uh, Luke chapter 24 and verse 44. We go to that next. Here, it told you in Matthew chapter 8 and, and how he healed all that were sick in verse 16. When the evil was come, they brought to him many that were possessed with devils, and he cast out the spirit with his word, his word and healed all that were sick. See, what happened is we take this as a one-time event. No, God is telling you what he did. All right. Next verse said that it might be fulfilled. And I told you the word fulfilled means to put it into, to accomplish, to complete, to finish. So he said that it might be complete, that it might be finished, that it might, see, that which was spoken by Elijah the prophet. Well, if you read Isaiah 53, he told you what he did. But it was prophecy with Elijah, but Christ came and fulfilled that. All right, that it might be fulfilled, finished, brought to an end, that which was spoken by Elijah the prophet, saying himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. So it wasn't just a sin, it was also the sicknesses. Now let me show you, let me show you why that happened. Let's go back to Exodus uh, chapter 15. So you got to know why. I always say it like this here. If you go to the bank, and you see in your account, there's a hundred thousand dollars. You're not going to touch it because you know you only had 10. So the first thing you're going to say, oh no, they made a mistake. I know I don't have no hundred thousand. I got $10. Now why you won't mess with it? One reason. You don't know how it got there. Come on, the only reason, come on, that's, I'm just showing you something that's true. The only reason is you don't know how it got there. Because if you know how it got there, you'd be withdrawing, believe me. But since you don't, since you don't know, no, I better not mess with that because I'm going to have to pay that back. Ain't that right? Right. But when you realize, see, that's how it is with health and healing and forgiveness. The reason why people don't mess with it, because they don't know how it got there. But see, it was Jesus who put it on your account. That's why that, that word, he put it on your account. See, what he did, he put all of his life, his ministry, his word fulfilled. Ephesians, Ephesians Colossians say he put it under our feet and gave us to be the head, and gave it all to, the, to him, the head of the church. He put everything on our feet, which is his body, the church. So he's already done that. But see, when you, you read the manual, you'll see he put it all in your feet. So everything God has in Christ, all of his inheritance is ours. That's why we are called joint heirs with Christ. If you are joint heir, you are, your name on the account. Amen. Let me put it this way. My wife and I, we have a joint account. Amen. That means my wife can go to the bank when she get ready because her name on the account. Come on, I don't have to be the one going to count. My wife on account too. 
You own account with Jesus Christ. You are joint heirs. Whatever in his account is in your account. Now, I gave it already. I'm not going back over that again. That, that's us. Uh, sister here, favorite verse of scripture in Philemon. All right? Now, whatever in, whatever in, in his account is in yours. All right. Now, let's move on. Exodus chapter 25, 24. I'm sorry, 15. Exodus chapter 15. Now, what I, what I want to do, I want to go down and read the, uh, verse 26 only. Exodus chapter 15, verse 26 only. Watch what the Lord said. Now, this was based on, let, let me bag up, because I want to show you this. Let's bag up to verse 22. Now, here it is. I'm going to come to your camera, sir. In verse number 22. Now, you got to understand what he did here. I got a lot of words, so I got to get there. Moses brought Israel from the Red Sea, and they went into the wilderness of Shur, and they, in three days, they, in the wilderness, three days in the wilderness, and they found no water. Now, I'm giving you one at a time. Number one, they found no water. They was in the wilderness for three days. They found no water. Now, you imagine how, what the people had gone through. Three days, they found no water. Verse 23, and when they came to Marah, remember, they could not drink. Now, the second thing happened. They found the found water, but they could not drink of the water of, of Marah, for they were, that water was bitter. Therefore, the name is called Marah, bitterness. All right? That's all it means. It means can't nobody drink of your water because you are bitter. All right, keep going. So you need, you need God, you need the Holy Spirit, I'm trying to tell you. Verse 24, and the people murmured. Remember I told you, you got to get two people out your camp. Murmur complaining. They'll keep you from everything God has for your life. Because if you don't murmur, you're complaining, you'll speak evil of your brother and your sister. And when you do that, you put your mouth on your own body. All right, verse 24, the people murmured against Moses, saying, what shall we drink? Now, there was a murmur against Moses. But in verse 25, Moses cried to the Lord. And the Bible said, the Lord showed him a tree. And that's all God going to show you today is a tree. But if you only knew who died on that tree, you'll know it. God showed him what? A tree. All right. Now, remember, this is how they're going to change their situation which when he had cast into the waters, he, God showed him a tree, he cast the tree into the waters, and the water was made sweet. Otherwise, they were able to drink the water. There he made them a statue and an ordinance, and, they, and there he proved them. Now, remember, I gave you a verse the other day about Joseph, how he proved him. The word of the Lord tried him. What did it really do? Tested his character. What did God do when he brought him to a situation? He tested their character. Every time in the word, when you get to a situation you don't understand, where you don't have not enough or, or have a lack, God is testing your character. Because first of all, God been taking care of them for all these years in the wilderness. He just let them out on 10 miracles. He just fed them. He just did everything. Now they come to a place with no water. Now he just gave them bread. Now they come to a place no water. Seemed like they would say, 
The same God who just gave me bread to eat, the same God will provide for me water. But when people's character has not been fully developed, they have doubt, unbelief. All right, all their mom and their complain. But watch what's going to happen. The Lord showed them a tree. He proved their character. Somebody say he proved their character. All right. Now, what he was showing them was man, man does not, in Deuteronomy chapter 8, man does not live by bread only. You read the first three verses. Man does not live by bread only, but by every word that proceeded forth out the mouth of God. He proved their character. Then it says, if thou would diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God, and will do that which is right in his sight, and will give and will give ear to his statutes and keep all and keep all his statutes. See, his whole thing was if they would just do what they're supposed to do. See, when you go through a situation, God proves your character. You just need to make sure you check yourself, make sure you obey in the word. Because watch what happened here. God said, if you'll do that, if you'll diligently hearken to the voice of the Lord thy God, if you would do that which is right in his sight, if, and, and would give ear to his word, and keep all, if you'll do what you're supposed to do, watch what he says. I would put none of these diseases upon you, which I have brought upon the Egyptians, for I am the Lord that healeth thee. So God is letting them know, so listen, I'm the one that healeth you. I'm not here to try to make you sick. All you didn't do is obey the word. When you go through things, it's to prove your character. I'm not trying to hurt you. Let me say it again, because the church don't think God talking to them. So let me turn this way. God not trying to hurt you. He just want to prove your character. See, the key is whether you believe God's word or not. See, that's every time you run in a situation, God will know, are you a believer? Do you believe his word? Do you really believe his word will come to pass? My sister here told me she has, she has a testimony that she's going to give soon. And I won't call her night, call her name and famous. She know who, who I'm talking about. That she received the word through her pastor and, and the gifts of laying on her hand. She said right now she's rejoicing in her heart because it has come to pass. See, what you got to do is believe the word. Stop worrying about the word. The word is going to do what it is sent to you in your heart to do. First is to bring character. Amen. Character come. You'll, you'll, what God has for your life begin to manifest. All right. Now that's just one. Now let's look at Exodus 23, 25. Going forward. Exodus chapter 23 and verse 25. Just one verse. These are the things God said he would do. Well, when you get to the new covenant, he already did it. That's why I read to Matthew 8, 17 first. He fulfilled it already. So here in uh, Exodus 20, 23, 25, right? Exodus 23, 25. And you shall serve the Lord your God. Now watch this. How do you serve the Lord? Galatia 5, 13. When you get to serving the Lord, people go, go through this because they think they're supposed to go wash dishes or cook. That is not, that's not what he's talking about in the church. You serve the Lord by serving one another. See, how you treat the body of Christ, your brother and sister, is how you treat the Lord. See, we, we tell the Lord, oh, I love you, Lord. Why don't you treat that person right, right there? Because that's the body of Christ. 
See, they, the disciples asked him one time, they said, Lord, how, saw, how do we see you sick? In jail, in, in prison, didn't have, and then come see about you? He said, look, when you did it for the least of these, my brother, you did it to me. So you got to understand, we're the body of Christ. How you treat your, the body of Christ, listen, let me put you another one. Why did God get Paul in Acts chapter 9 in the first place? Why did you, he show up as brother of the noonday sun? Why? Anybody know why? Because he was persecuting the church. And God said to him, it's not good to kick against the pricks. Amen? Because he was persecuting, persecuting, when I said persecuting, I don't want to go no further, just persecuting all kind of way, the church. And God blinded him and changed his mission. So you got to understand something. God did not like him persecuting the church. So you got to understand, when you go against the body of Christ, you go against the head too. If I ask you a question right now, how many parts in the body of Christ? How many parts in the body? Don't answer. I'm going to ask you a little later. I'm going to give you something to think about. How many members of the body that's in your physical body? Okay. Don't, don't answer right now. Watch what God says. And I was, if, if you, this is what he said to Israel, you shall serve the Lord your God and he, watch this, shall bless your bread. Now he's talking about what you got today. That's why that word today, that word is your bread. He's going to bless your bread and your water. And watch what he said he's going to do. Because remember, they won't have no more bitter water. And then he says, and I will take sickness from the midst of thee. Now how many know how did he do it and when did he do it? How did God take sickness from the midst of them? And when did he do it? Uh, you see that, see that cross back there? That's your answer. Christ died. See, if you, ask, if you listen to the question, when did he take sickness from the midst of them? He died on the cross. I showed it to you. I went to... I went to uh, Matthew chapter 8 verse 17 that it was fulfilled was spoken by his eyes Elijah he took our sicknesses and I come right here and ask you a question see you gotta, you gotta hear what I'm saying the word was took I asked you when did he take it he took it when he's on the cross see we, we don't understand he took our sin watch this in his own body on the tree the Bible told you that let me show it to you again Let's go to 1 Peter 2.24. See, when you're the body of Christ, you should, you should be an author by now. If you sit in the ministry under me, you should be an author, just like your father, author to finish your faith. You should write so much. Why? Because the information I'm giving you. I, I asked you, and I showed you that he prophesied that he would take their sicknesses. Then I showed you in Matthew 8.17 that he took their sicknesses. Well, if he took, he took all. He's not going to take some, not all. But where, if, he, if he took them, then God gave you an example when I showed you all the time when he threw the serpent on, on, uh, in Israel, when he went in there before Pharaoh, he threw down, that was the first miracle he was supposed to do, 
one of the first, throw down the rod before Pharaoh. What did happen? I know you don't watch Ten Commandments, but I'm going to tell you anyway because I know I watch it. Then they, the serpent did what? The rod, the rod, the rod did what? His rod was who? Who was the rod? Christ. So Christ did what? He swallowed up two serpents. How many know they call sin and death? Come on, that call what? Sin. sin and death. That's why sickness is, the purpose of sickness is death. The purpose of sin is death. Both is to bring you to death. That's why he took away the sin and the sickness so you won't have no what? No death. Now give the Lord a great big hand. Now in 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 24, you know what I, you know what I watch as your pastor? I watch that you never participate in nothing. And then when something's wrong with you, you know who you're going to call? Pastor, I need you to pray for me. Why don't you participate with the body? If you are part of the body, why? You never participate. Now you got to ask yourself that question. Because if you are part of the body, the body has one purpose, to build up itself. The body can only build up itself in love. If you are, if you are, you'll never know what part of the body you are until you participate. I never knew I had the gifts of the Holy Spirit in praying for the sick until I went to start visiting the sick. When I started visiting the sick, I realized I prayed for people and I come back and they were healed. I was amazed that they were. I'm serious. And I told you guys about the man I went to see in William Bowman whose tongue was stuck out. I never seen a person's tongue stuck out all the way down here to it was just no, nothing, just long tongue all the way down here. It wouldn't go back in his mouth. So I went up to the guy, and I was sent to pray. You know, I had the prayer list, <laughs> and I went to pray for this guy. I laid hands on him, and I came back the next day or two, and I went downstairs. I, I purposely went downstairs. I got I to make sure. I got to see this guy. Oh, I got to see him. And I asked that lady, I said, where's that guy had his tongue hanging out down here? She said, there you over there sucking water. I said, What? I tell you, I went over there, I walked all around him, like, I ain't the same guy, man. <laughs> he doesn't know who I am, because when he, when he was going through his thing. But I'm telling you, but I didn't know I had the gifts of, of healing uh, until that happened. Uh, I, it, it, gifts are discovered. And you'll know you, you never know you have them until you serve. See, some of you are scared to fail. But I practice on my children. I practice them. They said they got, if my wife act like she got a pain, I'm going, <laughs> Come on, you got, you, you never, you'll never know what you have until you practice. See, the key is, I, I believe this, I believe it with all of my heart. I don't believe this is going to be the science that's going to find out about cancer because I've been hearing about cancer all my life. I believe it's going to be somebody in the body of Christ. Could be you. But the gift is not going to happen. You already got them. So you got to understand, we sit and watch a person like Benny Hinn. You think Benny Hinn just, uh, just started doing that? Benny Hinn been doing what he's doing as long as I've been in the ministry for 40 years. But he found out he had gifts of the Spirit to pray for the sick. You'll never know what you have 
until you serve. That's why by love, serve one another. Until you start serving one another in love, you'll never discover your gifts. Let me say it again. Until you start serving one another in love, you'll never know your gifts. Don't ever forget, that's how it works. They're discovered as you serve the Lord. All right? Now, let's move on. 1 Peter 2, 24. Is that who I am? Who bear our sins in his own body on the tree. That word bear means carry. He carried our sins. We're going to go to 2 Corinthians 5, 21 next. So you got to understand what happened to the S-I-N. He carried our sins as that was Israel. Remember, he died for our sins on the cross, 1 Corinthians 15, 4. But he carried their sins, watch this, in his own body. On the tree that we been dead for sins, S-I-N-S, should live on the righteous by whose stripes you were healed. That's Israel. Now, 1 Corinthians 15, us, we read it every week. Christ died for, we're going to put on the screen just one verse. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, Christ died for our sin. Then we're going to go to 2 Corinthians, then I got to get in my message. Oh, Lord. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, uh, and verse 1, we start at verse 1. Moreover, brothers, I declare to you the gospel which I preach to you, which also you have received, and where you stand, by which also you are saved, if you keep in memory what I preached unto you, unless you have believed in vain, I delivered unto you, first of all, that which I also received, how Christ died for our sins. So you got to understand something. He died for our sins. On the cross. All right? Now, but let's, let's show you in 2 Corinthians the difference in sins and sin. That's why Romans chapter number 6, 7, and 8 Especially 6 and 7, they talk about the word sin and sin. So you have to know the difference. In 2 Corinthians 5, 21, he has made him to be sin. Why? Because of the body of sin. That's why he went to the cross to destroy the body of sin. We go from here to uh, Acts chapter 10, verse 38. See, he, he had to take that body that he took all the sins of the people into his own body. See, the devil couldn't kill him. Just think about it as snake bites. Just let the snake bite him. See, once a bee sting, he can't sting no more. See, once a serpent bite, he don't have any more. See, you have to build that back up. That's gone. All right? Now watch this. For he has made him to be sin for us. That's why you, I'm not talking about snakes. For he has made him, Christ, to be sin for us who knew no sin. See the word S-I-N? He, he was made to be sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. So he made him sin. He took our sin. We took his righteousness. Well, our righteousness, Romans 3.25, was for the remission of sin. That's how we got our sins forgiven. We took his righteousness. All right. You, see, if you go back and look at most churches, they're teaching you about water baptism for sin. All right. Now, let's show you another one. I, I gave you another. We're going to go to. What is it? Acts chapter 10, verse 38. Acts chapter 10, 
and verse 30. So you have to know, watch what Jesus did. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. Let me ask you a question. Once you receive the Holy Ghost, you have received the anointing. Let me say it again. Christ is the anointing. So once you have Christ in you, guess what the anointing at? Where is the anointing? In Christ. Where is Christ? So once you have received Christ, you have received the, uh, the anointing. What's the purpose of the anointing? Now, I want you to find that for me. I'm going to go to Isaiah. I'm going to show you that. I think Isaiah 59, 19, something like that. Well, let's look at it. Look, look at Acts chapter 10, verse 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power. So you got to understand, Christ is both. He is the anointing and he's the power. Say it. Christ is Christ. the anointing and the power. All right. So you have to understand. He went about doing good, healing all that will press for the devil. Healing all. Why did he go heal them all? So if the scripture could be fulfilled, that he took their sicknesses and bare our iniquities. See, he's already done it. Why? Because God was with him. Say it with me. God was with him. Otherwise, it was God's doing. All right? It was God's doing. All right. So I want, I want to show you. I want to show you. Where I supposed to be going right now? Can I get something out there? Isaiah chapter 10, 27. Thank you. That's the verse I need. About the anointing. Thank you very much. Thank you. I said Isaiah 59, 19. That's not the one I want. That's the weapons of our warfare? Right. Isaiah chapter what? 10, 27. Thank you. Isaiah chapter number 10. Headed to my message. Isaiah chapter 10, what verse? And verse 27. Let's read together. And it shall come to pass in that day that his burden shall be taken away from off thy shoulder and his yoke, that's the law, from off thy neck and the yoke shall be destroyed. How? Because of the anointing. So that's how God destroyed the yoke. The yoke is the burden, which was the law. See, so God did that because the anointing. So that's why God put that anointing up on you uh, put, let me put it this way. He puts the anointing in us. Somebody say amen. amen. All right. The anointing is where? Yeah. In us. All right. Because where is Christ? Yeah. In us. So you got to understand that anointing is in us to destroy yokes off of uh, burdens, heaviness off of our souls. Somebody get the Lord a great big hand for that. That's what the, that's what the anointing for. All right. Now, I'm not going to be able to go over this morning. I got so much of this morning. But you got to receive... Uh, and I want to get back to showing you something. God told me something uh, about, let's do these first and we'll get back. I got to get these first. I'm going to show you how God builds up the body of Christ. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 8. Uh, let's show you how he does it. And why we all got to walk in love. See, there's love and there's hypocrisy. 1 Corinthians chapter 8. We're going to be looking at verse number 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 1. Paul said, now as churching things offered to idols, we know that we are, all have knowledge, knowledge puffers up, 
but charity does what? You want to put down that word edifies. Come on, say it loud. Love, love. Edifies. edifies. See, if you don't love, you don't edify. See, one of the greatest things that I, I pray for this church is, and, and when I say this church, I'm talking about this location because we're the body of Christ, is that we don't wait for somebody to come to us when the service is over. Sometimes, somewhere, you're going to have to leave your little holy spot and, and walk somewhere else and meet somebody else. Come on, I'm, I'm serious. I mean, we think if we leave that little holy spot, we won't be anointed no more. You got to edify. You got to learn why you're here. You're here to get the word, but you're here to share the word. And you got to understand somebody you need to come in contact with if it's nothing but good morning, good afternoon. All right, now, love edify. Now, let me show you why God gave us Remember, God gave us authority, but we don't understand that love is God's power. Say God's love is God's power. Let me show you in 2 Corinthians. That's why that power would not work without faith. But that faith won't work without love. See, they, they work together. All right, now let's look at 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 8. All right, let me find what I want here. I'm looking at 2 Corinthians chapter 8. I want verse 10. I want to look at 2. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. I want to look at 2 Corinthians 10, 13. Let's, let's do that first. 2 Corinthians 10, 13. 2 Corinthians 10, 8 first, then I look at 13. Let's go to verse 8 first. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 8. For though I should boast somewhat more of our authority, somebody say our authority, because remember, God's power, God's love is how you got authority. All right? The blood of Christ Jesus, through his death, death, and resurrection, put us over all things. He gave all things to the church. That means he gave us the authority. That's why in the church you have apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. I'm not saying they're all in the church now, but we, our church, the church is built upon the foundation of the apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Now, I'm not saying that these people don't exist because you have some are real. Some are just faking. They have to know who they are. I'm not here for that. And verse number eight, for though I should be both somewhere of our authority, which the Lord has given us for edification. So why did God give us authority? Come on, come on, come on. We're not, we're not talking about no one person here. We're talking about the body of Christ from now on. So why did God give the body of Christ authority? For edification. What did he give us? There you go. So you got to know God's love is God's power to edify. Now just think about it. We, are, we, are, we go to a church and we say, oh yeah, we don't have this, we don't have this, and, and this and this. What are you doing to change it? Who are you edifying? Who are you loving? See, it's, it, I know my responsibility is to edify this body. But it's also all our responsibility. Somebody say Amen. All right, we have a, a telephone 
that we can use in the Lord's service. If we, we just do it every day, this is what I try to do. My wife will tell you, I get out of church today, I start calling people, thanking them for coming, thanking them for being a part of this ministry, thanking them, good to see you today. That's edifying the body. See, it doesn't hurt, you got a phone, you got most of the folk in here number. Hello? Just say, I want to let you know that you are very encouraging to me. I saw you at church today, girl, you look sharp. I just want you to know from me. It doesn't hurt to edify the body. That's that build up the body, cheer up the body, edify the body. That's what you, I was, all our responsibility. We are not to just come to church and sit on the log and then watch everybody else go down the hill. It's got to be more than that. Come on, it got to be more than that. All right. All right, let's move on. Now, God told him edification. Let's go on because chapter 13. He's going to tell him again. Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 13. And verse 10, just one verse. Therefore, I write these things, being absent, Paul said, lest being present, I should use sharpness according to the power, according to the authority. Now, you got to understand something. You in the body of Christ, you have authority. You got authority over all the powers of the flesh. Let me say it again. You have authority. That's John 17. I'm going to show it to you, the first three verses. God gave Jesus Christ a power over all flesh. You have power over all flesh, even yours. So you just can't say, well, I, I just couldn't do nothing about it. Yeah, you can. You can do what you want to do. Therefore, I write these things, being absent, being less, being a, uh, 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 I shall use sharpness according to the power, the authority which the Lord has given me to edification. So why did God give you a power? What is the power? Love. I want to make sure you understand that. But why did he give you love? Yes. For edification. Can't you see how that goes together? He gave you power. He gave you love for edification. So you, you, your responsibility is to build up the body. One member at a time. All right, and not for destruction. So we got to understand that's the opposite. The opposite of edification is what? Is destruction. Destruction means to tear down the body. We're not here trying to tear the body down. We're here to edify the body. See, that's what murmuring and complaining does. It tears down the body. Speaking evil of. All right, now. Let's go on. Let's, go to, let's show you something. Romans 14, 17. Romans 14, 17 through 19. Our job is to edify one another. We all want this ministry, but we don't want to build it. We don't want to be the one to build it up. We all can do this together. Won't be long. This church is going to be paid for. We're going to move. Yeah, clap the hand. When that happens, you, you already know what's going to happen when you see a lot of things going on on the outside of a building. It's going to attract a lot of people. I'm telling you right now, I've been through this, this stuff before. When you started going through a building process, it's going to attract a lot of people because a lot of people want to come just see what's going on, but they just want to come be a part of this now, especially when they're going to be paid for. 
Right now, we are, uh, we are under 900,000 on this church. Under. So, like I said, once we pay the church off, there's some things we're going to get done. We're going to buy brand new buses for our parking lot. Brand new. All right. Then we're also going to put a, a finish putting the dome, the same dome on the youth center. We're going to put on this up here. And then we're going to do what we got to do for us in the front, like raise it up, you know. So we got a lot of things we're going to do. So we, we're going to, all these things are going to get done just a matter of time. I could have already, I got a, a, enough in the church, we, to do things, but I don't believe in overload myself. The Bible says count the cost. I believe in making sure we get so down because I don't want, I do not want to stop somebody blessed. Somebody could walk in here any week, any moment and say, how much y'all owe? I can say $900,000. Well, ain't no problem here. And it done. Like I said, and as soon as that happened, we're going to open up our youth center. As a matter of fact, uh, Minister Yancey is going to start youth uh, back on a last two months on a Friday night. We're going to start our youth back up for the summer. All right? That's coming up. Now, uh, uh, Cassandra over here, Minister, Minister Cassandra Hayes, uh, she's going to also start up, and uh, Minister Reginald Hayes, they're going to start up Friday nights. Uh, for us, our children's church. For Sunday this month. This month. I'm sorry, September ain't here yet. For Sunday, September. And we're going to put up all our big statues in the, on the gym floor so all our kids can use them again to play again. What are they called? In, inflatables. 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 All right, and then we're going to, our youth, our youth ministry is going to start the day after, and then we're going to take that all the way until October the 4th Sunday when we have the big celebration. All right, so we, we, we're doing some things, but who knows by then, the church might be paid off. One person walking in this church, and you, you, your church is paid for. You, you got to understand, that, that's how God works. You know what I mean? But until that happens, I'm going to keep preaching Christ. Somebody say Amen. All right, but you don't know it could be you. Don't ever think you're the part of the body. But the key of this here, you got to come to a place to be able to get that right in your heart with God. That Lord, if that happened to me, I will do. I will do this. Now, don't sit up and tell God something. God bless you, and all of a sudden, I don't see you no more. I praise the Lord. All right, Romans chapter fourteen. Let's go to work. I got ten minutes. Romans chapter fourteen. And we're going to start reading verse number 17. Watch what it says. The kingdom of God, not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. For he, have, for he that hath these things serves Christ. See, first you got to have the kingdom of God in you, which is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. He that hath, he that in these things serve Christ. So once you're in the kingdom, you serve Christ. Now you're acceptable to God and you approve the men. Let us therefore follow after the things which make for peace and things where one may be edified the other. So your, your whole thing is you're supposed to follow peace and then how you can edify the other. Every day you ought to be able to say, how can I edify the other? That's how you have to do. You know, I, I was sitting around. I see my, my sister upstairs with her little, her little baby and uh, La, I'm sorry, fellow up there, Williams family. Uh, and uh, the Farron family. 
But anyway, that's what I was saying to my wife. I said, oh my God, we haven't got anything for him. So I said, you know what? I'm going to get a big box of Pampers. See, you can always do something. You know, you, you can do something to help somebody. Always. But it's a many ways to build up the body. Ain't that right? Or you may be sitting at home and say, you know what? I'm not going to be that side no more. Let me move on. Let me move on. Edify one another. Romans chapter 50. Hey, I got to do it. I, I'm gonna, that's what I'm going to do. Very shortly. Amen. Romans chapter 14, verse 19, told us to edify one another. Here we go. Let's move. Romans chapter 15, next chapter. Verse 1. We then that are strong ought to bear the infirmity of the weak and not to please ourselves. Let every one of us please his neighbor for his good, watch this, for edification. See, let us please one another, his neighbor, for his good, to edification. Do some good for somebody. Next verse says, even Christ pleased not himself, but as it is written, the reproaches of them that reproach thee fell on me. See, so you got to understand something. You, you, you got to help people. Remember, there's two powerful spirits that's been released in this church. And they're called caring and sharing. Say it loud. Caring and sharing. I don't know what side you're going to be on, but I'm, a, I'm a, just going to get half on each side. Say caring, caring and sharing. sharing. is in this church. Right. See, these are the powerful spirits that I believe that God has released in this house. I really believe that. And that's what we're going to begin to see. My wife and I, we would tell you, when somebody says, is there a birthday in this house? The first thing my wife says, what are we going to do? I said, well, what can we do? That's the first thing I asked her. She said, well, we didn't get them anything. I said, well, what do we have? That's what we do. We get everything we got away. That's my wife. That's how we live. Some of y'all think we playing. There's nobody in this church that has a birthday that my wife don't know about it that she didn't get you some. If she didn't, she don't know it. Because she said, uh, can I get him some? I'm going like, what we got? That's all I would say. Yeah, we'll go ahead. Because she's over that. I never, ever, ever dampen her spirit. When, she, when the Lord tell my wife something, I believe he talks to me through her. Now, I don't know how you look at it, but that's my body. And I believe when God tells me something, he talked to me, he talked to her through me. Well, he just don't talk to her through me, he talked to me through her. Then he talked to her through me, you talked to me through her. You see how that works? That's why you got to listen to your own body. All right. Christ pleased not himself, but as it is written, the reproaches of them very reproached thee, fell on me. Now let's go look at another one. In Galatians chapter, in, in Galatians 6 and 1. Let's go to Galatians 6 and 1. You who are strong ought to bear the infirmities of the weak. You know, when you've been in church all your life, it's about time you help somebody. It's about time you do something for somebody. All right. Galatians chapter 6, verse 1. Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, now hear what spiritual people pays off. When somebody else has messed up, or somebody else has fallen short. You which are spiritual, 
See, this is why it, it has to be people in the church that have to begin to start caring and sharing. You which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness. Then he said, look, consider yourself. See, this is what people got to understand. I started talking about earlier, my wife and I, how we have grown. When people look at us and say, how in the world you stay married 54 years this coming Christmas? This is how. Amen. You stay married by forgiving one another and loving one another. If you think you're going to find the perfect person, forget it. <laughs> well, you can find him in Christ. We are perfected in Christ. Right. But see, I know what I have with my wife. My wife knows what she got with me. And we are able to make one another better. We enter into a covenant relationship to make one another better. She made me a husband. She made me a father. She made me a brother in Christ. She made me a friend. See, we made one another all those things, but we are not through. We are not through. She made me a pastor. See, all these things I would not have in my life if it wasn't for my wife. That's, that's who God used to make me who I am today. Don't fool yourself. You wouldn't be no father by yourself. You would be Adam. You would be just Adam. Somebody say amen. amen. It took Eve to make Adam who God called him to be. Let me say it again. It took Eve to make Adam who God called him to become in life. And that's how it is in this church. It takes the body of Christ to make your pastor who he's supposed to become. It takes your pastor to make you who you're supposed to become. We have to labor together for one another. That's what we have to do. That's love. My wife will tell you, I went to bed last night, probably 6 o'clock, 5.30. See? But the reason why I do that, she'll tell you, I do that, but I'm up 3 o'clock in the morning, 3 something. I don't know when God's going to tell me, get up. I have to get mine while I can. <laughs> but at 3.30 this morning, I was in the bathroom praying for you. See? But that's how I have to do. I call your name out to the Lord and the situation that you have, if I know it, and pray over that situation. Believe God for everything you got coming in your life. There's no game, man. This is this thing is for real. But what is that called? By love, serve one another. That's what's happening. I'm serving you. That's what you got to do to one another. When you start serving people, you'll discover your gift. I'm telling you, you'll discover your gift once you start serving folks. Some of y'all have the gift of prayer, but you don't use it. Some of you can pray in the spirit, have the gift of prayer in the spirit, but you don't use it. See, you don't know what your gift is. But this church could be out of debt if you be serving the body, because you could discover your gift. You don't know what it is. You might be the one that have the gifts of miracles. You don't know. Stop thinking, stop saying, I mean, God forbid, God forbid. Lord, we'll never get nowhere. Well, God likened, God likened the gifts of the Spirit. Uh, let's go to Galatians chapter 6. I'm sorry. Brethren, if, an old man be, uh, uh, if anybody be old, taking a fault, you which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness. Restore them. Don't tear them down. Consider yourself. Because you got to understand something. We're all going to go through something. If you haven't already. Now, how is it 
That's why we have to understand why God gave us forgiveness, why God gave us love. I mean, why would he give us love? If we're never going to have no problem, we wouldn't need love. I said, let me say it again. By love, serve one another. If nobody's going to go through anything in the church, why do we need love? Because God gave us love so we could forgive one another. God gave us love so we could restore one another. See, it's, it's, the, body of, it's the body that heals itself. I can't say it enough. Nobody outside this body can heal this body. The body heals itself just like your body. Your body is made to heal itself. Your job is to give it what it needs. What the Spirit of God said to me was this. He said, son, if they understand how blood operates in the body, they will get to love it. So I said, Lord, what does that mean? He said, look, love, 1 Corinthians 13, 1 through 8, I'm not going to be able to read it. You are nothing without love. Just like your body is nothing without blood. He said, what happens when there's a blood clot? That's the same thing happens when you shut your love off to anybody in the body of Christ. That's called blood clots. It don't just happen to one person, it's happened to the body. You need blood to live just like you need love to live. That's why so many people never reach their credentials uh, because they don't love. You'll never know who you are in Christ until you start loving. There's too many people in the body of Christ for you never talking to nobody. Never, never, nobody, never. God named the body of Christ. God named the people in the body of Christ. There are 12, 12 members in the body. How many in here can tell you, the, I'm sorry, six members in your body? How many in here know, how, know the six members in your body? How many know the six members in your body? First of all, you got six members in your body. I'm going to give them to you, write them down. Number one is the head. Your head is a part of your body. Your head is Christ, but it's also a part of the body. That's why you can grieve the Holy Spirit. Number two, you have the hand. You need to find out in the church. Well, you know you're not the head. That's been solved. Christ is the head of the church. But he also is the head. So that's why, and, and put, on first, put on the screen, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Uh, and then you want to go uh, start verse number 12. 1 Corinthians 12, 12. We're going to read that down in verse 21 and we're done. I'm going to give you this here. Uh, it says, uh, the third, I'm going to give you number three. I gave you first the head, I gave you second the hand. They're not necessary in this order. Of course, the head is. But then you got the feet. Each part of your body has a function. You know what your feet function is. It's to get the body to where it has to go. You need your feet, don't you? I guarantee you when them boys, when them boys, when them boys hurts, your whole body hurts. Can I get a witness? So you got to understand something. Why? Because it's a member of the body. And you got to learn how to discern in the body. Because there are people hurts in the body. 
And when nobody discerning, nobody have the gift of discerning, they don't know people hurting in the body. You ought to be so in tune with the Holy Spirit until you ought to be able to be led to, even if you don't know it yourself, lead, the Holy Ghost will lead you to somebody who needs you to, need you to edify them in the church. But we, we got to get so, listen, you know why I sit up here now? You know why I sit, on, sit up here Sundays? Because God showed me the service is over, but we don't fellowship. So I want you to stop here and you watch what God has been doing. We've been having people stop and talking and fellowshipping within the church. I would say to you today, before you run out, think about fellowshipping. There ought to be somebody you ought to be able to walk to and say, how you doing? So glad to see you before you leave the church. See, not long ago, we couldn't fellowship in the church. We had this thing going on. This 2020 virus. It's gone now. So we need to get back to fellowship in the church. How many people in this church has been in this church here less than a year? Wait, just stand your hand. You, you've been in this church less than a year. Look right here. See this guy right here? Less than a year. Anybody else? Look over here. Less than a year. Less than a year. Less than a year. What do you think we're supposed to be doing to them after service? Somebody ought to go to those people, right? And be able to say, how you doing? Welcome to the Door of Faith Ministries, and we're so glad to have you here. Welcome to the body of Christ. And uh, my name is so-and-so, your name. I mean, anything we can do for you, that's fellowship. But when we get through, we're not getting out of school. You know, like, class is over. <laughs> we got our book. I'm brother, military man. We got our book, and we out of here. Ding, 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 ding. I mean, we out of here. There ain't no fellowship. Or if you're not on my road, you can forget it. Uh-uh, because I'm only going down my road. So if you're not on my road, some of y'all I get a chance to see. So God said to me, he said, you know what, what people don't understand, the body of Christ is just like a natural body. When a blood, there's a blood clot flow, when there's a blood clot, it stops everything. See, a lot of people don't recognize blood, blood clots in their body, but they can be serious caused. They cause strokes and heart attacks and anything else. But that's what happens when you stop loving. That's what happens when you stop forgiving. That's what happens when you stop fellowshipping. You develop blood clots in the body of Christ. Love not flowing through all the body like it's supposed to. So you got some folk, some folk gonna see you. Some folk ain't never seen you. There's some folk in this church you have never shook their hand. Today, before we leave today, before I dismiss my service, this is going to be a part of the service. And I'm going to ask the left side to stand up and walk over and shake the right side. Now, next week, I'm going to ask the right side to go shake the left side. Listen, we're going to do this. This service, we're going to do it. Hold on to your money. Hold on to your purse and stuff. But, well, I mean, I'm being honest. And we're going to have everybody stand. Come on, everybody stand. We're not, out, we're not out of service. This is part of service. We're going to develop in this house. And I want the people on this side 
to come around and meet the people on this side. On this side. Bring your money. If you got a lot of money, a purse like that. You want me, to, Brother Lewis, you know how to do it? You're going to lead them for me? Come on, just start leave. Just walk around. Yeah, wait, shake some out of hand. Uh, you all in that middle aisle down there? You in the middle aisle on this side? Walk across the middle aisle. It doesn't hurt to walk across. There you go, walk across the aisle. We don't, we don't, you don't have to worry about being Republican, don't Democrat. It's okay, cross the aisle. You on, you on this side over here? Come on, walk, walk over here and shake some hands. Y'all on this side? People on this side. We're not dismissed. We are not dismissed. We are not dismissed. This is a part of service. We are, we, this is a part of service. The service is not over. Love you, my brother, my brother. Love one another. Love one another. I love you, my brother. I love you, my brother. Look at me. Yes, sir. Walk, walk I see it, man. I'm telling you, brother. I'm excited. Oh, yes. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. All right, everybody go back to their seat. Everybody go back to their seat. If you haven't had a chance. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Can I get some music from you up there or something? A song? I need you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hungry with me. We're all a part of God's body. It is His will. Thank you, Lord. Come on, thank the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You are important to me. I need what you Thank you, Lord. Supply. I pray Thank you, Lord. for you. You pray for me. I love Thank you, Lord. I need you to survive. Thank you, Lord. I won't harm you with words from my mouth. I Thank love you, Lord. I need what you supply. Thank you, it Lord. Is that every need be supplied. Thank you, you Lord. important to me. I need Thank you, Lord. Supply. You are important to me. Thank you, Lord. I need what you supply. I pray for you. Thank you, Lord. Pray for me. 
Thank you, Lord. I won't harm you with words from my mouth. See that couple back I there? I need what you and your wife. You and your wife go back there. It is his wish that every need be Come on. supplied. We're going to make sure we don't leave out nobody. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I what you supply. I Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We're all apart. Thank you, Lord. Now let's give the Lord a great big hand. Will we? We're all Come on, let's give the Lord a great big hand. It is his will. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I need what you Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You are important. I need what you supply. Thank you, Lord. I need you. You need me. Thank you, Lord. How many, how many, how many can sense something going on? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I don't know what's going to ever happen again. But I believe that this was done by the Holy Spirit. We need to do it more often. This is why the Lord died. This is why he gave his life. So he can build the body of Christ. That's why he say in his body there's neither male nor female, bond or free. We all one in Christ. You can be a part of the body of Christ. You don't have to, you don't have to join this church. You can become a part of the body of Christ. And you in this place right now, Pastor, you know, you know, I, I've never been a part of the, any, any place, but I want to be a part of the body of Christ. You in this hand, raise your hand. You don't have to come up here. You can raise your hand and say, Father, right now I receive Christ's death, burial, and resurrection as my salvation and you in the body of Christ. If you, if you believe that in your heart. The spirit of the living God can't wait to live in you. He's already paid for you. He's already bought you. He's just waiting on us to receive him. Now, if you're in this house right now, pastor, Man, I, I never know how to go to church. All I know, I'm supposed to go to church. But I want to be in the body of Christ. You don't know you're in the body of Christ right now. Raise your hand. I want you to make sure you're in the body of Christ right before you leave. That man over here. See, I want to make sure that man in the body of Christ. Anybody else? I'm not sure, but I want to be in the body of Christ right now. You raise your hand. There's another lady right there. Anybody else? See, you're just not sure. I don't know if I'm in the body of Christ right now, but I want to be right now. I'm not asking you to come up here. You have to do anything. Just you're going to believe your heart today that you are part of the body of Christ. And God's Holy Spirit is going to come to live in you because you're going to allow him to. 
So I want you to raise your hand. You got your hand up there, raise, raise your hand. I want you to say, say what I tell you. Heavenly Father, I receive Christ's death, Christ's burial, and his resurrection. It was all for me. He did it for me. So I receive him. Holy Spirit, come live in me. Make me your house. I'm the body of Christ. Now thank him for it. It's just that simple. Thank you for listening to the Dora Faith Ministries podcast. I hope this message was a blessing to you and we look forward to seeing you on the next episode. If you're listening on iTunes, be sure to give us a five-star rating. Also, be sure to find us online at www.mydoorfaith.org. That's www.mydoorfaith.org.